Hey everyone, welcome back to another Market Closing live stream. So we are in an environment that is quite insane right now, particularly because there is so much fear around inflation. And uh, in this course member live stream that we had earlier today, we talked about uh, strategies for hedging your portfolio in various different ways that you can hedge your portfolio. There's so many different ways. Uh, and one of the things that's so crazy, we're not going to go into all these different manners for hedging your portfolio. Some of them are, uh, uh, are quite unique that I, I think you should definitely encourage uh, encourage you to check out the, uh, the courses linked down below. But what's most important right now is when do we actually think that inflation is going to inflect to the downside? And so I was thinking about this a little bit and, and putting in uh, some thought over, okay, when, when are we finally going to see this, this pain U-turn? And I think this is where it's useful to try to analyze uh, what the chart looks like on CPI. And I want to show this to you. Okay, St. Louis. Okay, here we go. So Remember when at the beginning of, maybe you don't remember, but at the beginning of 2021, we talked a lot about how inflation was going to be comparing back to a hole in 2020 in March and April, and that we were going to expect some pretty high inflation in March and April. And that's again, because you compare back to a hole of the prior year, right? And so here's how that works. If you're right here and it's March and April, you're comparing back to the April number over here, well, now what you're doing is you're taking to about 67, 267, the new number, you're dividing by the old number, about 256, by 256, and you're getting this inflation rate of about 4.2%, right? That gives you this year over year from uh, April comparing back to last April. Well, now the cool thing is we're about to run into this, this level where we get December data, we get January data, and we're going to start looking back to this period of time right here that was relatively flat. And my belief is that the biggest pain, oh, thumbnail. Yeah, thank you. Somebody reminded me that I still have to do the thumbnail. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, uh, let's do that really quick. And then we're going to talk about the biggest pain uh, and, and where that might be. So we'll talk about that one. So, there we go. And thanks. Okay. So the biggest pain, in my opinion, wouldn't be necessarily comparing to this flat point. I actually think there's there's still a risk of having pain come uh, by Wednesday, Wednesday CPI data release day, right? And that's because December of this year is going to compare to a relatively flat period of time over here. Whereas if we compare from, let's say, February, March, and April of this year to February, March of last year, we're going to be comparing to the slope over here, this increasing level of inflation. And I think this is going to be where potentially we finally see inflation rotating down. And so we might not see inflation rotate down until March or April, unfortunately, because we're still comparing to that flat section of the curve for now. That's just the take. Uh, so in case you're wondering, how much longer is the bloodbath going to last? Do you need to hedge your portfolio and what are different strategies for that? Well, maybe. Uh, and, uh, and and you should break down and write down some of the different strategies that you have. Uh, obviously, the biggest one, we're not going to go through all of them here, but uh, biggest one would be minimize your debt, right? And be careful with, with especially YOLO options. <laughs> you want to be careful in this kind of market. But anyway, this gives you a little bit of an idea in terms of my thoughts of when we're going to see some form of a rotation. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll do a different video later, kind of just breaking this down into a little bit more detail. But th these are some thoughts here. 
Uh, okay, good. So, uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, wrong, wrong pinned comment there. There we go. Okay. So, let's go ahead and take a look at how the market is winding up right now. So, uh, we, we got off some of the crazy lows. This morning was insane. Uh, I mean, we were down two and a quarter percent on the NASDAQ. We were down over a percent on the S&P. The Dow was down over a percent. It was a bloodbath this morning. And the bloodbath has uh, some, to, to some degree here, U-turn. And that's nice because there are some massive sell-offs this morning. Uh, and a lot of stocks that sold off this morning have U-turn. Uh, now, again, remember, in the course member live stream that we did, we talked about multiple, we talked about, how many did we talk about? We talked about uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different ways to hedge your portfolio right now. Uh, so if you are a course member, make sure to check out those live streams. Every day, you kind of get like a new little lecture at the beginning. So always increasing content. But uh, we have started seeing a rebound here. We've gone from negative 4% on Tesla to about positive 2%. So if you bought the dip this morning, like I did, you actually should be up on those positions. So for example, this morning, I bought Trade Desk. Uh, where, where did I buy it? I'll tell you. Da, 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 da. Seventy six bucks. Okay, so it's up like four bucks or whatever. Okay, cool. So five percent. So that's cool. Uh, and uh, and I, I bought another stock as well. But uh, this just gives you an example of like, hey, sometimes when you get that more peak fear and then you rotate out of that fear, you could pick up some gains intraday. Now that could be a trade. And you can pick up 5% on a trade. You could hodl this. And if it dips more, you can build out more your position more in it. It all depends on what your longer term thesis is for 2022. I think really the bet that you have to make is when do you think inflation is going to go down? How long are you willing to wait for that inflection point? Or will it ever go down? There are a lot of folks right now who believe that Paul Volcker's got to come back from, uh, you know, wherever he is uh, and, and rescue us from essentially hyperinflation. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of fear uh, in the market. And I don't think that fear is going away. I personally really enjoy buying when there's fear in the market and blood on the streets. Uh, but I'll tell you, it, it sucks. You know, it's kind of like, and this is the weird thing about psychology. It's kind of like, you know, when you're in a stock, we've, we've all felt it. You're in a stock and the thing's just going to the moon. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're making so much money and you're not doing anything. It's just going to the moon. It's like, well, this investing's easy, right? The same resistance you have to selling at that point is the same excitement you get to sell when the market's down. And it's crazy because oftentimes you make the wrong decision. You sell at the bottom and, and you hodl or buy at the top, right? Uh, and, and doing the opposite to that is really, really hard. It's extremely hard to make an opposite bet, uh, especially because what happens is you, you get this, this, you get into this headspace of, for example, uh, AMC there, uh, or, or even Sundial. Let's go to Sundial. I like, uh, let's go to Sundial. Okay. So Sundial is at 57 cents. When the market's zooming and Sundial runs up to $3.90 intraday, there are a lot of folks who are like, oh my gosh, that's it. This stock is, is breaking out. This is the beginning of a, of a change for the cannabis industry. It's going to $10. Uh, 
And unfortunately, sometimes those emotions blind us from taking a profit. Uh, and so then it goes down to 57 cents. And then there's this expectation that, well, I mean, can it really be worth anything less than 57 cents? And the thing that often gets forgotten in markets is the answer is yes, absolutely. It could keep going down. Well, I mean, in theory to zero, uh, it goes bankrupt, but uh, it could go down to, uh, uh, you know, 25 cents or 10 cents or whatever, right? That's not to say it will, but it's always important to remember that, yeah, stocks can do a lot of things. They probably won't go to the extremes, uh, but they can. And so that's where it's always useful to be prepared. Uh, I'll be transparent. I have uh, I have no puts or shorts on the market right now. Again, we talked about five different hedges in the course member live stream. So if you're not part of those yet, uh, check out the course coupon down below. If you are part of those, uh, check out the live stream. You'll see the first 15 minutes we talked about that today. Uh, but anyway, I want to be transparent because sometimes people wonder. It's like right now I have no shorts and no puts. Uh, I'm always willing to trade, do like shorter term bets on uh, on shorts. But what the problem with shorts, and you have to be very careful about this. The problem with more, especially, especially puts, problem with this is you generally have to be right pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, and that's that's worth remembering because if you're wrong, you could get burned pretty fast. For example, when Tesla was down 4% this morning, there are a lot of folks that are like, that's it. I am going to short Tesla. Well, okay, let's say you uh, uh, shorted Tesla with a 90-day put contract and this morning it was down 5%. Now it's up 2%, which means the contract gained 70%. On a 90-day contract, you probably have three to four X the price movement. You probably just lost 30% of your bet in two hours. Like, that sucks. So, sure, you could go with, like, a longer-term put, but those are expensive. You're paying insane premiums for longer-term puts right now. You could short, but then you're paying interest to borrow you could probably the safest options, and this is comes with a big asterisk, is you can play uh, certain inverse strategies, which we talked about as well uh, in the course member live. But uh, overall, I would just remember that when when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is it, it can't get any worse, uh, it can. Uh, and sometimes when it feels like that's it, I need to get out, it, it's all going to zero. It usually doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's it's a really really weird. Uh, thing and and controlling our psyche is 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 so critical and it's, it's tough especially since here's what commonly happens in this kind of market as well it's pretty toxic uh but what very and, and it's insane it's so insane but the comment section on youtube videos and you could use this okay just like free suggestion for you the comment sections on youtube videos in my opinion is your stock market barometer when things are going to the moon Everyone in the comments is like, I'm making so much money. I'm going to quit my job. I just 10X'd on this small cap. Oh my gosh, I did so well on this or whatever. That's everybody in the comments, right? And then if you say something bad about the market, like a video says something bad about the market, all the comments and responses are like, it's Mr. Fudd. They just want the market to crash so they can buy the dip, blah, 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 right? The same thing happens in reverse. When the market's falling, and we really should be shopping for discounts. The comments are usually saturated with love watching this person lose money. Ha ha ha. Puts be printing. 
LOL, sucks to be in the market. I'm 100% cash. LOL, buying gold. LMAO. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and it's literally like, I wonder if you could make an algorithm, like a trading algorithm, and it just took the psychology of the comments and literally did the opposite of whatever the comments were. That would be, I think, very profitable. <laughs> no guarantees. But think about that. Imagine making an algorithm that is the opposite of the sentiment in the YouTube comment section. Honestly, I think that could perform quite well. Uh, somebody with AI experience who wants to make that hit me up. That that sounds very interesting. I don't know. I, I like that idea. But anyway, so uh, yeah, this gives you a little bit of uh, uh, maybe maybe insight into the drama of uh, Marquette's. But, uh, you know, if you, if you like these sorts of perspectives and you're not part of the Stocks and Psychology and Money Group yet, you really ought to consider it because you get much more value than even just buy-sell alerts, for example, if I'm hedging or whatever or my strategies. It's beyond that. You get the, all the psychology that goes with it. So let's see what we got here. Uh, we got a SPY that's mostly recovered here. It was down about 0.69. Worth noting that right now off the peak, we're down about 5% off the peak, which this is where we previously bottomed. Uh, take a look at this. Okay, let's do some quick math together here. So we had a high of about 453, 454. 454 was about the high uh, in September. And then we had a low of about 426. So uh, 454, and we're going to divide that by 426, the new number. That's a decline of about 6.1%. Okay. All right. So about a 6.1% decline from peak to trough. Let's now do that same math over here. Let's zoom in over here and let's see what we have more recently here. There we go. Okay. So right now we're sitting at 456.6 divided by about 480. I'm rounding those two pennies. Okay. 480. There you go. So right now you're down about 4.875%. So maybe another percent and a bit to go for the S&P 500 to really match the level of pain that we had in September, which was a quite painful period of time as well. So uh, that's another thing to consider is that we are kind of getting to where the S&P 500 had previously bottomed out. No guarantees. Markets can continue to be bloody, 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 bloody. Uh, and so this is why it's important to protect your portfolio. The last thing you want is to buy the dip, you know, diamond hand, YOLO, and then you get liquidated. Okay. That's like, that's the biggest L. It's better to take a little L than a big L, right? Uh, again, it, it just, just be careful out there. So, uh, right. I think we've got probably two more months of, of inflation fears ahead of us, unfortunately. It's kind of crazy. I hear you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So let's take a look here at some of the things that are actually starting to move to the positive side right now. First of all, I like DWAC as a little measure of risk because I think DWAC tends to go euphoric when fear goes away. So DWAC does really bad when there's fear and really well when, when that fear goes away. It's it's like a, uh, you know, I like to call DWAC the canary in the coal mine. So 
uh, look at, you should know this, but maybe you don't. If you're a coal miner, I don't know if they still, they probably still don't do this because it sounds like animal brutality, but not, not that that doesn't happen. I mean, there's plenty of that in the world, but anyway, uh, the canary in the coal mine was always like, if the canary dies, then, then the carbon monoxide levels in the coal mine are too high and you better GTFO. Otherwise you're going to die. So as long as the canary's in there singing, you're good. In my opinion, Dwack is the canary in the coal mine. When Dwack is plummeting, that's when you know you're at you're at big fear. When Dwack starts running like it did right here, right around 7:30 to 8, that's when you know uh that 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 fear reversal is coming. And uh sure enough, if we look at the volatility index, we uh we started seeing that decline in volatility. When did when do we see it here? Volatility, oh my gosh. Uh, so this is such a weird bar over here. So volatility peaked right, yeah, right towards the end of the seven o'clock hour, the California time, right around when Dwack started going. Uh, let me see here, Dwack. I don't know if it perfectly aligns. How perfect is it? Ah, it's about a 20 minute lag. Although I think there might actually be a 20 minute lag on the VIX. So I wouldn't be surprised if those aligned. I have to double check because, uh, yeah, no, it's actually 10 minute delay. On the VIX is what Webull gives us. So that's interesting. But I don't know. Is this giving me the historic? Oh, but it, it charts it anyway. Okay, so it's still 20, 20 minutes off on the VIX and DUAC. But the point is, they, they've in very close succession within 20 minutes moved in the same direction. And that's why I think DUAC is the canary in the coal mine because it actually moved before the VIX moved, which is kind of crazy. Let's see if BTC moved about when the canary in the coal mine moved. So, not, uh, yeah, here. This is about when Dwack spiked right here. But that could have been a little bit of a signal because had you bought here, uh, you would have bought under 41. And you're up a little bit right now, you know, 500 bucks or whatever. So, big deal. So, uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, Eduardo. And, and this is very true. It's, it's, uh, Eduardo's making this point here is like when people start saying like, oh, be careful or whatever, maybe that's when we're at the bottom. Look, I, I think to some degree that might be a, um, uh, it's either an astute observation or it's a way to provide comfort to yourself. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your world, but, uh, yeah, you know, I have noticed and again, it, it relates to the sentiment in the comments too. When people start talking about selling everything and going into gold, usually I feel like that's a sign that we're like starting to hit peak fear, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, what's what's going down here? Well, we got uh, we got momentum plays going down. So those are going to be your MRENs, uh, your, uh, what, your, your GameStop, these guys moving down to the downside here. Uh, Rivian moving to the downside. That's not a surprise. Uh, you do still have some pain over at Shift Technology. Also not a surprise. Uh, this is just an example where I'm really glad I sold most of that. It was somewhere around $6 or something. I sold it. I thought it was $6.30. I don't know exactly where it was. But I'm glad I didn't ride that down to $2.80 or whatever. That uh, enables me to buy the dip on, on other things that I think might recover sooner or faster. Uh, like good old Affirm. Affirm's another one that's just gotten whacked. Now, it's worth noting that this thing was down like 8% this morning, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, it fell down to $71, and it's having a nice little rally into the close. So uh, it shows that uh, all pain tends to be temporary. Also, very well worth remembering, folks. Pain is temporary. Uh, or I should say pain is transitory. 
but I think some people would be upset if I said that. Anyway, so, okay, uh, we are getting a little bit of an upswing. Let's get RK in here. What do we got here? Yeah, even RK is rallying into the close right now. So broader by the dip rally into the close right now. Does look like the indices are mostly recovering. You've got the Dow uh, uh, down about 0.67, S&P down about 0.46, and NASDAQ only down a third, folks. If anything, the NASDAQ is now outperforming the other indices. Like, holy moly, that's crazy. Uh, anyway, if you're just now joining, I just want to mention that uh, this morning in the course member live stream, we talked about uh, five to six different strategies for hedging your portfolio. I think it was a very, very important discussion. If you're a course member, I highly encourage you to watch that live stream. If you're not a course member yet, remember, you join once, you get lifetime access. There are people who joined the Stocks and Psychology of Money course when it was like $100, when it was on presale. Because when it was on presale and there was no content, I'm like, yeah, it's super cheap because you're trusting it with no content. It's kind of like the path course. There's zero content and it comes out at the end of the month. But anyway, uh, yeah, the, the, the course is ballooned with content. It's really crazy. But uh, yeah, this is really incredible that the NASDAQ is recovering like this. Again, I want to be uh, extremely transparent here since there's some uh, confused comments uh, that, that I do see. I do not uh, have any form. Well, well, I can hedge. I can hedge without these. I do not have any shorts or any puts right now. I am tempted to have some, but uh, uh, and I might buy some. Uh, but the time to buy shorts or puts is not when the market's at bottom, folks. That's backwards. Uh, you remember, if the trick is buy low, sell high, then the, the truth is the opposite if you're shorting the market, right? You want to buy high, sell low. That's the point if you're shorting. Uh, well, I, if you're buying puts because shorting is, is already the inverse. Anyway. You know what I mean. Uh, okay, so very interesting transition here, though, to see the NASDAQ now outperforming all of the other indices. Uh, Jamie Dimon sees best economic growth in decades with more than four rate hikes this year. I wonder if that's actually pushing uh, the markets a little bit. Uh, enthusiasm over market performance. It's quite interesting. Uh, uh, we do see a retracement here in the 10-year. That's probably helping uh, tech stocks rotate to the downside, uh, rotate back to the upside a little bit. We came, we got rejected really off that 180 level, which is a big deal because next stop is really deemed to be 2.0 uh, for the 10-year. And we're probably going to go to 2.0 uh, at some point. But uh, keep in mind, we could also invert the yield curve and risk recession. I think the odds of a recession are very low. I'm going to go on record now, you know, clip me, save this. I don't care. Write a little note on your phone. Kevin made a bet on this day at this time in this live stream and he was wrong. That's fine. I would rather make a bet uh, and, and see how it plays out than not. You know, think about it this way. Like if you're at the casino, do you want to be the dude playing the game or do you want to be the dude watching? I don't know about you. Everybody's personality is different. I want to be the one playing. Okay, so uh, with that said, I have no idea what I was going to say. I literally have not. Can somebody in the comments remind me what I was going to say? I have absolutely zero idea where I was going with this. Something like rates, bond yields. Oh, the risk of recession. Oh, I was going to make a bet on the risk of recession. Right. I think the uh, risk of recession uh, is probably 
under 15%. And I think the risk of a 20%, like an additional 10% market correction in the S&P 500 is probably more like 30%. And another 5% is probably like 50%. So uh, here, let me let me write those down so I could be held appropriately accountable, okay? So, so my take, okay? This is just my take. Risk of R in 22, 5%. Did I say that? Or did I say 15%? Crap. I can't remember what I said. See, this is why I got to write it down. What, what did I say the first time? Did I say risk of recession was 5% or 15%? Uh, and then uh, the risk of more than a 10% correction minus on SPY, uh, we said that was, uh, that was somewhere on 30%. And then a... Let me see what the comments are. What did I say? Did I, say I said 15. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 15%. That makes sense. Risk of recession, 15%. Risk of 10% additional decline, because that would bring us to a total of 15%. I think somewhere on 30%. And then uh, we said 50% chance for... I wish I could rewind my brain because it's just not processing very well today. I have too little sleep. Uh, what, what else do we say? Risk of, uh, oh, another 5%. Yeah. Uh, risk of 5% minus spy. I'm putting that about 50%. So, uh, yeah, anyway, th this is, this is just my thought here. Now, what's really cool about this. And, and I always, I always want to be honest with everyone. What's really cool about this is quite frankly, like, Oh wow, a 10% decline in the spy. Like if you're invested primarily in the spy, who gives a crap, right? Like nobody cares. Like big deal, 10%. Come on, man. Don't even wake me up for 10%. I'm going to go nap. Alternatively, if the spy goes down 10%, you're probably going to see stocks like Robinhood go to like 8. <laughs> Uh, even though we don't believe that fundamentally it should be worth that, you're probably going to see that because it's just it's just an easy it's an easy hedge. So uh, okay, oh my gosh, the Nasdaq might literally, folks, go positive here. This is insane. The Nasdaq is now down only 0.8 percent. It's erased uh, basically a two point. Oh my god, what the he double hockey's text is happening in real market? Oh my god, wow. Dang, uh, this is insane. Uh, and, and that's the other thing is the insanity of the markets. But anyway, uh, well, <laughs> look at this, folks. We got three minutes to the close. We got a rally happening here. We got Tesla up 3%. Uh, well, it makes me happy about the dip this morning. <laughs> and, and all the other times I've been buying the dip. Uh, Trade Desk is now up about 3% as well. Bought the dip on this. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Matt, holy crap. Okay, Matterport and Enphase, both positive now. Oh my gosh, look at Enphase here. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, but look at this, folks. Matterport, uh, you got to see this. You got to see this. Okay, this morning, Matterport was at 14.55. Okay, divide current number, 1590 by 14.55. That's a 9.2% swing. Holy moly. Is this the bottom we've been waiting for? Um, who knows? We're expecting a pretty bad CPI report. I would not be shocked if there was a lot of hedging today for CPI. 
the uh, the Financial Times they uh, they put out a piece about how we're probably going to see the worst inflation that we've seen in 42 years or whatever uh, this morning as well. And I, I think it's it's mainstream media that really drives a lot of folks to, to, to hedging. Um, not saying that hedging is not a good idea. In fact, that again, the time to hedge is when markets are, are moving green, right? Like if you're going to buy puts on Tesla, the time to do it is here, not here. Except people want to buy puts here and they don't want to buy puts here. They're like, well, no, it's running. The market moves fast, insanely fast. Uh, and that's something to keep an eye on is uh, just how quickly uh, the markets move. So, uh, okay, what else do we have here? Let's see, Cloudflare now up 3.5%. That's incredible. We still do the downside, have some momentum movers like Emren, uh, Naked, Hylion down 8%, uh, sitting at 53 to the downside. Uh, Xping Motors, five and a quarter to the downside. Tattooed Chef, 4% to the downside. Uh, Shift down 3.62. Microvision down 3%. Yikes. Uh, definitely some levels of pain over here. Uh, SoFi, 2%. But again, a recovery on a lot of these. Let's look at, we got 25 seconds left in the close here. Let's look at SoFi. SoFi rallying into the close right now. You've got Arc uh, rallying into the close. You've got Hood. Hood's rallying into the close as well. Let's look at the spy as we get to the bell here. Uh, spy pushing, pushing, pushing right into that close there. You cannot. And did Nasdaq go green? It did. The Nasdaq went green. Basically did a round trip on the S&P 500 and the uh, Nasdaq for the day. S&P down almost 5% from its high at the lows of the morning. But now you see uh, just down about four points a Dow. Down less than 150 at the moment there. Holy moly. What a freaking day, folks. The Dow down 0.45. The Nasdaq up 0.05% from a negative 2.5, uh, 2.7% on the Nasdaq. That's almost a 3% swing on the day. Holy, holy moly. Uh, S&P 500 down 0.14%. Nasdaq outperforming the SPY. Dow Jones. Uh, down 0.45 and Russell down 0.4. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Wow, wow, we wow. This is insane. Uh, I mean, look at the price action that we had today, folks. We ended the day with, uh, hold on, what's the breaking news? His position a little bit early. Oh. He announced that his resignation will take effect January 14th. His term as governor was set to expire at the end of this month. This is because of the uh, trading nonsense uh, where they were tra making trades before uh, Fed news. Yep, dropping like flies now. Woo! All right. Anyway, yes, yes, this is true. Uh, things are still freaking low. Like the price for the programs on building your wealth, link down below. So you want to be diamond handing in markets where you can make money and you want to be taking profits. The markets are to take profits. That's what we do. Uh, so anyway, and that's not to say that you, you can't learn about hedging uh, strategies. I'm not uh, hedging, but um, anyway. So take a look at this. 3% uh, on Tesla. Mind-blowing. 
Uh, absolutely crazy to see a 7% rotation on, on Tesla today. Absolutely wild. Let's go take a brief look at Bloom. Remember, folks, this week we do get uh, we do get earnings again. So we're going to get uh, bank earnings rolling in Friday and Monday, uh, Friday morning because they usually don't do afternoon. We get uh, uh, airlines starting to uh, to ro uh, report earnings. And, uh, yeah, ultimately you've got – it's not really a lot of news here. I mean, I'm just looking at the top of Blooms here. Um, I'll go into the backside. But, uh, yeah. Hold on a sec. Okay, here we go. Let's see what let's see what the suits are saying in the background because that was that was a pretty crazy U-turn there. All right, so Nasdaq erases losses as dip buyers resurface. Stocks rebounded as buyers emerged to blunt a five-day sell-off, the longest losing streak since September. After sinking two percent, the S&P 500 almost wiped out its losses buoyed by signs that the Omicron coronavirus variant may be peaking in New York. The Nasdaq 100 turned green after the gauge of gains like Apple and Microsoft dropped as much as 8.5% from its November record. Investors have been on edge as the Fed prepares to raise rates. And the resurgent virus threatens to constrain growth. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, obviously, the big drama of this week is going to be the CPI news. CPI news is going to be everything, uh, and uh, it's it's going to be crazy. I, I Let's look at the current estimate. I wonder if it got revised up today on all this bad drama that we've had. Sometimes you actually get revisions to the upside, and it's kind of funny uh, to see them revise this crap. Nope, it's still sitting at 7.1%. They revised jobs like three times in, in the two days before, so I keep checking. But anyway, uh, last month inflation was 6.8%. We are expecting a year over year of 7.1%. Folks, this is this is going to sound crazy, okay? It's going to sound crazy. Because that's what you know me for. Crazy. That's okay. Call me, call me CC. Crazy clown. I don't care. You didn't have red hair. I had red hair. So anyway, imagine what will happen if we see inflation come in lower than expected. We're expecting 7.1. It comes in at even 6.9 or, 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 or even lower. It'd be shocking. I, again, though, according to the beginning of this video, I do not believe we're going to see that kind of rotation probably until April, March or April. But I will say I would be very, very, very happy if we saw that rotation a little earlier because I did my dip buying and now I'm ready. I'm ready for the rocket to take off. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> assuming I have hair. Duh. Oh, geez. <laughs> Kevin is CC. Wow, look at all the component space in my Tesla. You could fit a few handguns in here. Nope, no idea where that's from. So, wow. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Okay, let me see if there's anything else in the back here. The drama. JP Morgan adjusting its vaccine policies. Four Fed rate hikes might just be the beginning. Clarita to leave two weeks early. Jamie Dimon sees soft landing from inflation. If we're lucky, it's going to be like threading a needle. Yeah, that's that's just what I want to picture is Jerome Powell trying to thread the needle. 
that's not going to go well. Uh, not his job, as he says. Huh. Okay. What else? CPI is 5.30 a.m. Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we're about, uh, we're two weeks away from my birthday. Well, two weeks and four days away from my birthday. Uh, there is a birthday coupon code on the programs on Building Your Wealth. Link down below. Uh, okay, New York sees signs of Omicron peak while ICUs remain pressured. Unfortunately, most of the hospitalizations still in unvaxxed. Uh, and, and you know me, I'm, I'm a big fan of choice. Uh, choice in fact, that, that's what I'm a big fan of. And that's, I don't know, sometimes a tough position in this world to, to take. Because it's, it's kind of in the middle, you know? The middle sucks, man. You either want to be hard left or hard right. And then you got lots of friends. No shortage of friends. In the middle, it's a little... Gasoline tax. Uh, okay, that's nonsense. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. JP Morgan. Oh, yeah, we read that this morning. JP Morgan says it's time to buy the dip in, sh uh, in stocks. Uh, Kathy Woods Arc sees near record shorts bet in tech rec. Ah, folks, this is what we need to do. We need to see if there's an inflection point in shorts. Because that, in my opinion, will be the one of the catalysts that we see for uh, for a squeeze, for a shorts to plummet, for a market rally. Everybody starts dumping their hedges, right? Uh, okay. Here we go. All right, my friends. Whew. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Arc. Arc, arc, arc is at 16.83% short. El Cid. These are expensive puts, by the way. Oh, yeah. 15.67%. Rising. Rivian. 6.4%. Rising. Uh, Robinhood, 7.8%. Also slightly rising. Corsair, 30.56%. Actually going down a little bit. Lemonade. 37.15%. Also starting to rotate down a little bit. Very high short though. Shift technology is stable at 29%. Tattooed Chef at 33.67%. AMC at 18.65%. GME at 14.3% with the GME short actually increasing. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's an interesting one. Blau says, Kevin's birthday gift last year was Robinhood disabling the GameStop buy button. Ooh, that's dirty. That's dirty. I, I covered that my entire birthday long. That was a weird birthday. Palantir, 5.87% to the upside. So fine. Let's try it. Only 10.5% on SoFi. Yeah, I bet you like Rocket is pretty high. No, I was wrong. 9.64 and actually rotating down. Ooh, CRISPR Therapeutics. Yeah. Mm. GL, 11.67%. Uh, Affirm. I really think the stock's going to do great in 2022. So far, it sucked. Six. Uh, actually, shorts have been jumping up here. A little jump there. I mean, we went, yeah, we're up about a percent. Uh, 6.45%. Desktop material. Ooh. Uh, or sorry, it's desktop metal. I don't. I always say material. 
10.8%. Actually kind of rotating down a little bit. Hylion, 18.6. Kind of stable over here. Kind of stable. Uh, Corsair, we already did. DDD, what the heck is DDD? I mean, I know double D, triple D. I mean, I, mean, I don't, I mean, maybe that exists. Uh, NVIDIA? I don't think NVIDIA, NVIDIA is that short. MVIS, 19%. But it could be. No, yeah, 1%. Okay, yeah. Riot, oh my gosh. All right, we're going to take a break now. 18.31. Okay, 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 no more. <sighs> All right, wow. Okay, how are things moving in the after hours? Now, after hours, you got you to take with a grain of salt here. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm not in it, but Wayfair down one point, uh, down four point two three percent at one sixty nine. Uh, Shift Technologies down in the after hours uh, another two thirds of a percent. Uh, oh, glad I'm not in it. Tattoo Chef back over fourteen dollars. It's like some of that worst is really behind us. Matterport rotating up. Lucid rotating up to 42. Wow. Uh, charge point half percent. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. Yes. Shift is very highly shorted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It was, it was like 29% or something like that. Anyway, crazy, crazy, crazy times, folks. So uh, let's do a quick look at crypto and see how the crypto world is doing. Let's go to BTC USD. A little bit of a recover here, recovery here on BTC. Trying to get back to 32 or 42K. 32, oh gosh. Is that foreshadowing? Maybe. Death cross. Uh-oh, scary. Um, Ethereum trying to get back to 31. Yikes. Some low levels here. Let's go to Wall Street. All right. Wall Street Journal. Workers sick with Omicron add to manufacturing woes. The hope was that 2022 would get better, not worse. Yeah, well, that's the way it works. Flight cancellations start to slow as airlines reset. That's good. SEC pushes for more transparency from big private uh, private companies. You know, I will say this is probably one of the scariest things is investing in uh, private equity and having absolutely no clue what the financials are. Like people are YOLOing into SpaceX, for example, right now. And it's insane. Like, why? Why would you YOLO into SpaceX? Uh, I mean, maybe, like, don't get me wrong. I want to be in SpaceX too. But at, at these valuations, they're just insane right now. And there are no financials, uh, no expected profitability for a very long time. I mean, it's just, it's scary right now. Uh, the private equity market, like you think SPACs are bad? The only difference with private equity is you don't see that valuation. I, don't know. I just personally recommend being careful. Like, for example, look at what happened with Robinhood, right? Uh, whew, that thing was selling for a lot in uh, private. Anyway, uh, and then there were, of course, different phases. You could have bought earlier and been good. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Good. All right, folks. Well, I think that about that, that's a good, it's a good video for today. Check out the programs link down below as usual. I appreciate y'all, and uh, folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks again. Bye.